0: off and the clock
1: has started hey everybody welcome back to relationships through the looking glass this is episode eight eight so we are going to be talking today about a term that I am really not familiar with uh, in an intimate way um, vulnerability vulnerability so I am ecstatic to have one of my favorite podcasters back to join us to talk about this term and what it means when you're talking about relationships and kind of to give a male's perspective of what that looks like. And that's Mr. Black Ovation. And I'm going to hand the mic over to him so he can tell us about his podcast, why he does what he does, and why vulnerability is a term that's kind of important when you're talking about building relationships and then i'll go ahead and uh let nicole jump on in because she's pretty much going to be steering this boat today so daryl you want to go ahead and let us know um what you feel about the term vulnerability and tell us about what you do and why you do what you do
0: hello everyone my name is daryl i do go by mr black ovation uh it is mr black ovation basically is the three words uh, put together. It means uh inspiration, innovation, and motivation, all packaged in a black frame. Uh so uh what I do is I'm a podcaster and the name of my podcast is called the All Things Black Podcast. Uh you can pick that up on any streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, which, whichever one you like to, you know, listen to podcasts on. And basically what I do is is that um, I help tell black stories and life experiences through the art of podcasting and visual media. Um, I've actually had some pretty interesting guests come on the podcast uh, to, you know, share their expertise and just have a really good, you know, general conversation. Um, And I'm here and happy to be on your show once again, Uh, Michelle. I think you have phenomenal uh, topics Uh, I did hear your last two topics and, uh, you know, they were absolutely on point and great. Uh, So I'm here today to talk about uh, vulnerability, uh, which is what (laughs) which is what the topic is. And I'm going to try my best to um, answer those questions, uh, you know, with authenticity and, uh, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm happy, very happy to be here.
1: Well, we're ecstatic to have you here Um, and. When we're talking about vulnerability, like I said, I am not really a strong person in that realm. So I'm going to pass the mic over to Nicole so she can kind of tell us what vulnerability is in her definition and why it's so important to talk about today as we look at how we build relationships with one another. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Nicole.
2: So, hi, my name is Nicole, and I'm an emotional intelligence coach. Um, What I really enjoy doing is actually helping people with their self-awareness, with their vulnerability, um, which allows them to have much more richer experiences in any relationship that they have, whether it be professional or personal. So, um, I am actually intrigued and love the idea of vulnerability, and once I started actually truly embracing vulnerability in my day-to-day life. Um, Just the relationships between my family members, my friends, my work environment just became so much more richer. And I truly believe that once we embrace vulnerability, um, we are going to become much more rich. Um, The relationships are better. Um, Hold on just a second. Okay, so basically, um, in a nutshell, vulnerability to me is that moment when you are needing to move forward, needing to progress, but you're unsure about what the result is. So it's that hesitation moment. And once you truly embrace that, that hesitation moment of like uh, applying for a job or the last example I used with Michelle was I'm um, jumping off a, um, what was it, a diving board and you don't know what the result is going to be on the other side. Can you hear me? It just got really quiet.
1: No, I'm just processing what you're saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Same same here, same here. I'm just like,
1: (laughs) that doesn't sound fun at
2: all. Okay, so...
1: That, I'm not liking
2: it. <laughs> perfect. So that's what exact. That's why it's so important because you don't know what's on the other side, and truly, what's on the other side is growth, is movement from point A to point B. That's why I think it's so important for us to embrace vulnerability because you can keep yourself held back by I know what this this safe space feels like, and I'm not going to venture out. Which venturing out is the bridge. Um, That needs to be crossed in order to make some type of movement. So yes, you can stay in that safe space of I know what's going to happen. I know what this is, but then you're closing off any, any abilities for growth. So that's why I feel like vulnerability is very important, especially for us as an injured community, us meaning black people as an injured community, I feel like we all want to stay in this safe space and being vulnerable for some reason is viewed as a weakness and not as courage, as strength. Oh, yeah. So we need to we need to change the perspective of vulnerability and allow each other, whether it be male Uh, to male, male to female, female to male, to actually embrace that space of vulnerability so we can progress and realize that we all, in essence, are wanting the same thing and need to take steps towards the same thing. And it is okay to show courage slash vulnerability so we can move forward.
1: Wow. That was a lot.
2: (laughs) Sorry. That was a lot.
1: And no, I'm just saying like, wow, I'm really behind the power curve or learning curve when it comes to that term. Because before I go into my spill about what I think it is, I'm gonna let Daryl go first so I can judge and then I'll add mine. But (laughs) Daryl, why don't you (laughs) let us know what you think vulnerability is?
0: I think she literally summed it up the best. I don't think that I have anything that can follow that, that up to be totally. Out. such a cop-out, sir. No, it's not. No, <laughs> no seriously. <laughs> seriously, I think she really summed it up, though. Um, uh, I do believe that there needs to be a level of vulnerability uh, in our community um, so that we can start the healing process, uh, especially male to female. Uh, I really think that that needs to take place. And uh, I think that once that is uh, accomplished or once we start to, you know, um, take that um, seriously and uh, begin to really, really process what somebody is actually saying, uh, I, think, I think we'll be in a lot better place. Uh, I was having a conversation with my nephew earlier. Um, we haven't talked in a while. And we were really, really in that space of being vulnerable you know, with each other because there was some misunderstandings and stuff like that as he was growing up and I was a little bit older, and he just wanted a lot of clarification on some things. So I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and, you know, uh, drop that. Now, it, w- with that being said, um, I think male-to-male vulnerability is uh, quite common, to be to be totally honest, uh, more common than people would think. It's male-to-female vulnerability that gets a little um, – you know, it it, it it seems like it's a little problematic, and I think for a lot of us as men, it 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 does present a a, a problem uh, for us. Because um, I'll say this much, you know, when you do, when a woman f fi- does find a man that can be vulnerable with her, you should really really uh, cherish that, because it's not often that you find a man that will be that open to you about some of the things that has happened to him or some of this, his his um, um, you know desires or failures and stuff like that so i think you you know as a woman you should really cherish that because again that's not that's not easy to come by as a as, as a as a man uh, but um but it's something that definitely needs to take place um and, and like 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 tomorrow to, to be to be totally honest so we can fix some of the stuff that's going on in our community but uh but yeah i think she was dead on uh in 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 light of what it is and how she described it and then i guess i'll rest there
1: Okay. And that, and that makes perfect sense. I definitely agree with, um, the gender differences. Like I do see it much easier for females to be vulnerable with other females they trust, but the, the fall back or the challenges is when you're looking at it within building intimate relationships. And for me, like, I never even thought of the term vulnerability as a thing, like, like until I met Nicole, like, I grew up in a military household. I was in the military. Vulnerability is a bad word. Like, it has a negative connotation. And to me, vulnerability always equates to weakness. And it's like, if you're vulnerable, you're weak. And that's always what I thought of it as. And so I'm probably... Probably representing some people who are listening and saying, "Yeah, that's what I would think of it as too." Because if someone says, "Michelle, what's your definition of vulnerable?" I'm just gonna have to pull out the dictionary and be like, "Well, it's a susceptible or physical or emotional attack of harm." You know, being sus, be- being vulnerable is something that you could potentially get hurt. So <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, "Okay, we need to be vulnerable with one another." No, oh, that no, means. No.
0: I, I I I agree with you. When you're looking at it from a security standpoint or a defensive uh standpoint, because again you're coming from it from a military aspect. You know, you were in the military, so no, you don't want to have any vulnerable spots because an enemy can come in and do some pretty destructive things. So I so I do understand that part of it. But when you're in a a a relationship where you're, you know, in constant communication with someone, I think vulnerability has uh, more more of a uh, of a strong point than it would have anything to do with negativity because think about it when you when you're resting in in in, in your vulnerability with your partner right and i'm talking a male to female when you're resting in vulnerability with your partner that person can to a degree sure up or cover you in that in in that space uh if i'm saying that right they they can cover you in that space because they know where you're where you're where, where you're lacking at. So right. you become a covering for that individual, vice versa, male male to female, female to male, that kind of stuff. So you can't shore up a person in that in that way, and that actually builds up a better defense, you know, because you know it, how how do they say it, um, you're only as strongest as the weakest link in the chain. Right. So yeah, right. you got to discover the vulnerable points in order to shore them up. So, but I totally understand where you're coming from when you when you look at it from a security aspect or or a military defense aspect. So I agree with that as well.
1: And it's, and it's scary. And I guess even saying that while you were talking, I'm like, well, Michelle, you really shouldn't be thinking of your partner as the enemy. And that's a whole other topic for a whole other discussion. But, yeah, if, if I'm thinking of this individual as the enemy, I would be nervous or I would be like, I don't know if I want to show this person this side of me because I don't know how this person's going to use it. And it comes into the fact of, you know, you look at past situations and people being vulnerable with the wrong person and you can have disastrous results when yes. that happens. Yes. So how do you, what's the, What's the, and I'm going to bring Nicole back in here because she's like the vulnerability cheerleader. So how do we look at keeping yourself safe as you learn your partner? Cause in the beginning, and I, I want to highlight what Daryl said in the previous podcast he was with, um, on, on, People telling all their story are telling too much up front to create a bond, and that's not what's occurring, right? Daryl, remember remember when you said that one,
0: oh, Yeah, yeah, in the in the beginning stages of it? Hell no.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how how does that how do you slow that part down for people who are listening who might do that, who think, oh, I'm going to be vulnerable up front, but you're telling too much information and and Daryl's kind of like, no, that's too much. So where is the middle ground? You know what I'm saying? And Nicole, going to bring you back in the conversation with that. Like, where is the middle ground with being too vulnerable too soon? And then you, then you have individuals like me who are like, uh, I, you have to earn my energy, my story, my vulnerability. I can talk to anybody, um, but there's so many layers to my interaction. By the time you get to my core, like, You've gone through a whole bunch of little mini tests. You don't know you're doing it, but you are just because I'm so protective of who I am at the core. So allowing myself to be vulnerable, to let somebody access that, that takes a lot. So I need to bring you back to kind of explain to myself and Daryl and the listeners, like, why is it, what, what is the middle ground here? What's the middle ground for keeping yourself safe as you allow space to be vulnerable?
2: Okay, so one, I do agree with the military aspect regarding um, not allowing vulnerable areas. Um, Where we, um, women, men, as a culture need to change it is one, we need to do the healing from the past relationships um, and not move forward in new relationships until we do, because that's where the baggage comes in and that's where the fear of being vulnerable comes in. That's one. Then, two, when moving forward into another situation, We want our, I think you're doing it right. You do want to test the person with the amount, with information. Like, okay, um, we're going on a date to quote unquote, get to know each other. I will allow you to know that I enjoy seafood. Okay. So what does this partner do with that information? Do they, you know, enjoy it? Do they take me out to a seafood place? Is this, did I share information and this person is, you know, holding on to that information and being safe with it. So testing the person with bits of vulnerability is perfect. I think the end goal is to genuinely be seen by your partner. And if you are holding yourself in a non-vulnerable space, you're not allowing yourself to be seen. So when you, this is metaphorically, but when you go to meet somebody, you're not going to meet them naked. You're going to meet them fully clothed and then you're going to have conversations, safe conversations to allow the person to get to know you. And then eventually, you know, that person will get to see who you truly are by bits of information being shared. I think last time Daryl was um, saying that women basically share too much too soon. And I think that's where the vulnerability gets dangerous with people that are not trustworthy.
1: Right, right. And then also people and I'm, I'm i use this example but kind of speaking kind of hinting to my issues right <laughs> well what about you think you've trusted the right person and then you get down to the like okay i'm about to be like a hundred and now you're like oh this person's actually the bad guy you know what i'm saying so right. what does that mean like how do you retract vulnerability there like you're already exposed um and that's for
2: both of y'all like you're I, already exposed what do you do with that for me, you would take it as a learning experience, like learn, take apart, oh what God. did I learn? from Can I get what, any do more
1: I, learning experiences, I Nicole? Know,
2: <laughs> I know, but in this learning comes growth. You know, so yes, it is painful, but it, it there is growth and you're becoming stronger through these lessons. And to move past those lessons and know that you are much more, you deserve more. You deserve somebody that you can trust to be vulnerable. with not the person that's going to violate your trust or violate your vulnerability. The lesson is, okay, this type of person or these traits from these types of people didn't allow me to feel safe, so I'm not going to allow myself to be in these types of situations anymore. Or at least be open and saying, you know, in the next situation um, that you are being to me a lot of people are not aware of what vulnerability is and so when you kind of call it out and frame definitions in a new relationship like vulnerability for me is this I do feel like I'm being vulnerable in this moment it gives both people the opportunity to get on the same page of these definitions of these words in your specific relationship does that make Mm -hmm. sense
1: it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) I I need, I need, I need some. I need a masculine uh, overview because men, from my experience, I'm not broad stroking here. Whoa, with the paintbrush, men (laughs) see vulnerability differently, right? You, you all, I don't know. I know for me, like I said before, Nicole came into my life. I thought vulnerability was a weakness, and many men I've run into have had that same. Viewpoint, and I, I know the example you gave me was, you know, when when a man is vulnerable with you and shares a story or shares his pain with you, that means something. I have dudes sharing pain with me all the time and still drag me. So, <laughs> I need you to make it make sense. So, how I, do I? I got
0: you. I got okay. you. Well I, I I think at that point, and I don't I don't know the um, you know, the real background of the situation, but. Maybe those guys were not really looking for, even though they were vulnerable. Maybe they weren't looking looking for something that was, you know, really uh, tangible, something that was, you know, long lasting or whatever. You know, maybe they were just looking for somebody that they can spew on, which is what a lot of us do um, are using, a lot of times.
1: Are using me for medicine, right? Using me to more, make more than them feel more
0: than good. likely, more than likely. Right. And I hate to I hate to say that that may have been the case, but it you know it's, there was a there's a possibility that that could have happened. Um, uh, when you look at it, male to male, when you're talking well, about side. vulnerability, male to male, uh, yeah. I mean, we would take that as some form of weakness because you know, me and we, we put, you know, we project strength, right? So when you see a, a male that may not, um, have that projection about himself, we'll look at it. We'll look at it and say, okay, well that that's a weak man. You know, he's not, he's not standing at a, at a certain, um, stance. So he's not, you know, kind of vocal, you know, he's not doing the things that I would, that I perceived as, as as men to do. So yeah, we'll take that as some type of vulnerability and we think we can actually take <clears throat> advantage of a man like that. But when it's vulnerability towards a woman, look, man, I, I want to be able to rest in my woman. You you, 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 you understand what I'm saying? I want to feel just the same way she wants to feel safe around me. I want to feel safe around her. So if I can come in her with something, I want to know that she's not going to share that with Sally, uh, uh, Susan, Samantha, and the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? I want to know that. So that allows me to become vulnerable with my mate, with my woman, right? That I know that I can go with her. A lot of us, a lot of times, a lot of us want to talk about, well, you know, my husband is my best friend and my wife is my best friend. Well, how do you think that they got to that point? You know, Mm -hmm. how do you think they got there? So they had to share a level of vulnerability in order for them to get there, right? Because everything is not you know, rose-colored glasses and uh, things like that, you're going to have some very um, up-and-down situations, and sometimes you just got to be open enough to share what your feelings are, what your thought process was, and things like that. And then when the smoke clears, you say, ah, I can see a little bit better from that person's perspective because they shared with me something they, that they may have been holding on to uh, in that moment, right? Because the worst thing that you can get is, is when a man actually shuts down and doesn't say anything to you. That's yes. the worst thing you can get. When, when that man shuts down and, and, and doesn't want to say anything at all, well, you, you you just set yourself up. So I think you at one point you do want your man to be a little vulnerable with you and tell you what he's thinking and what he's feeling, right? Because that man knows at that point he can confide in you, he can rest in you the same way that you want to be able to rest in your man. So that's a covering for the both of you. Like I said earlier, that's a covering. And then, uh, you know, to, to land it, to go back to what you were talking about, you know, what I said in the uh, the first um, podcast that we did about, um, you know, um, saying stuff too early uh, and too often in a, in a relationship in the beginning. That's exactly what I meant. In the beginning, there is a tendency for some people, I've experienced this when I was in the dating world. Um, I've experienced it. You know, you'll get some women that just think that they're being honest and they end up sharing all kinds of stuff i'm like oh wait a minute first of all i'm not your girlfriend so (laughs) so you can say that to your girlfriend but if i'm a potential date or potential mate why are you sharing that with me i'm looking at you funny now right and i don't have to know all of that information so yes uh uh, she was absolutely right when you say you kind of it sounded kind of like fishing so you put out bits of information to see how they're going to handle that information you just don't Share everything. You put out bits of information, see how they'll handle it, right? And you got to be very strategic with it. Bits of information, see how they handle it. And if they mishandle that information, why would you share more after that?
1: Right, right. And I agree um with the whole wanting to feel safe. Like That's the whole premise of a relationship, at least in my experiences. When I've identified somebody... I need to know I'm safe with them so I can be vulnerable. But, like, the the question I'm about to throw out has the term had different meanings for you over the years. For me, it has. Like, when I was younger, vulnerability just was not a thing I was interested in. It it, it was more of somebody's always out to get something from you, right? Relationships are transactional. and Someone's always out to get something from you. So you have to have your armor on, your guard up until you find somebody who's trustworthy enough. But then I just never looked at it as, but I want to be vulnerable with you. It was more of, can I trust you? So it was just kind of looking at it because it had a different connotation. And now when I talk to people, especially me being in the therapeutic uh, profession and doing therapy a lot, we are types of individuals who don't really have a lot of rocks. We're a rock for everybody, but there's very few people I can identify. to say, I trust you enough where I can put down my stress, my struggles, my my fears, and just let somebody else allow me to rest. And now I understand that's what vulnerability is. It's for me having to learn that being vulnerable is being with somebody that you're not afraid. They're going to take this and use it against you, but they're going to, like you said, they'll cover you and provide safety so you can rest in that. So
0: and, I think and I'm can growing I add up to that real quick.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I'm I'm, I'm gonna be kind of blunt. Um, <laughs> I'm scared. Mo- <laughs> mo- <laughs> mo- most of that, most of that, and I'm not talking about you, you know, per se. But when we have that type of thought process, of course, that's because you know we have been taken advantage of, and then uh, we've also been put under what I call a uh, nigger thinking. See, that's that's, that's nigga thinking, to be totally honest, you know, because we've been taught to be very predatory towards one another. We've been taught to be very, uh, you know, savage towards one another. So when you come up in that space, the first thing we're thinking about is, well, damn, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, little John John... going to do something to me you know what i'm right, saying right. But, but it's but it's very it's very it's very you know it's nigger thinkable when you come out do of that you think that's a price. societal
1: thing though do you think that is something that has been uh pushed within the society that we live in like because that's what we see so often in our culture that we just bring it in everything that we do
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it, it's it's it is a it is a form of conditioning you know, that that we all go through. It's definitely a form of conditioning, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, social engineering. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing every time you look at black people specifically, because that's 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 my love. I love I love us, even though we can act a fool some damn time. But um it, it is social engineering, you know. So every time you see us, you see the worst of us instead of actually seeing the best of us. Right. Uh so so we think this constantly, and this is something that is constantly bombarded. Uh, in our subconsciousness so the first thing we think and even though even though they haven't done anything to you you know we'll go into a neighborhood where there's a you know a lot of black people or a gas station where there's a lot of black people and the first thing we're thinking is oh lord you know uh what's going to happen but it is it is a conditioning um that that we go that we go under all the time you know and uh we just got to find a way to work our way out of that type of mindset or that type of thinking but yeah that's i, I call that nigga thinking
1: That's awesome because that's the first time I've heard it described that way. And it also allows us to look at, so here's a question for that then. Do you feel our community has a bigger challenge around being vulnerable with one another then? If we're looking at what you so eloquently termed as...
0: Want me to say it? Nigga, thank
1: you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how, how do we get around that when we are trying to build safe environments between one another in relationships? How do we get around that?
0: First thing is education. That's the first thing, education. Uh, so, quick story, and, I, and I'll move, I'll, I'll get out of the way because I see we got somebody else here. But, um, quick story for, for me, you know, growing up, um, I remember being about 16 years old and being exposed to uh, some some very great in- information I used to listen to. And, and I had to get up and go to school the next day. And I, at one point, after I started listening to this stuff, I didn't give a damn about school. But um, I would listen to a, a broadcast out of Chicago WGCI radio with this gentleman by the name of uh, Bob Law. And uh, he started to actually talk about a lot of stuff that I had no knowledge of. And what it did was it gave me an awareness about myself and started to make me feel a little bit better about myself because I think that's the biggest thing. We don't have a self-awareness in our community that elevates our mind to make us think a lot better about ourselves. And then with the constant inundation of, uh, you know, the the, the things that they uh, portray us as, you know, you look at the television screen, you know, you have a sapphire type of, of, of image, you know, with a lot of black women, or you have the bully cone image with a lot of black men. In other words, I'm going to beat the hell out of you in my own community. So you got to start, uh, divorcing yourself from these images and these programs and start to feed your mind other things and uh, about your history, about your people that will actually feed your mind and your spirit and make you look at your people a lot different. From where you're at now, so it's, so it's an education piece uh, for me. It's really it's really about education, and I think that that is happening, but not as fast as it should be happening because we have to fight against a larger machine, and that machine is the media. Right. So when we when we consume that media, and if you look at statistics, black people consume a lot of media. We have used TVs in our in our homes. We got big radios in our homes, so we're consuming a lot of media, but we don't the kind of media that we consume. It's not an educating type of, uh, of media, right? It's all about entertainment. It's all about, you know, making us feel a certain type of way. And that imagery actually is very negative towards us. And when we constantly feed on that on, on, on a daily basis, then you get what you get because form follows function. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And that, wow, that was, a, that was a lot. And Nicole, kind of to pull you in on the conversation as well, especially with the the new knowledge and information that Daryl just gave us. Um, With that being said, the additional challenges that our community has with the term vulnerability, you know, Daryl's saying, educate, educate yourself. Do you have any additional aspects or uh, tools or suggestions on how, we get around that fear of vulnerability. Because it, it can be a scary concept for a lot of people, myself included, and I'm just learning that it doesn't have to be a bad thing, it's actually a necessary thing when you're talking about a healthy relationship. But there are about a lot of amazing um, points into this conversation, how do specifically our community get around what has been programmed in us for so long.
2: I think that our community uh, used to, back in Africa, think of the community as a we, and then somehow, some way, which we'll leave that there, um, got turned into thinking individualistically, so about the individual. If we can transition to going back to thinking of of things as a we, like we are doing this, we are moving in this direction, we are blah, 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 then we can actually move, um, do create amazing things together for our, our culture. Um, Part of that is some of our leadership has proven to not be trustworthy. And I think we need people to be, we need to see, which is part of being vulnerable, the real people that we're dealing with without any secrets or ulterior motives or individualistic thinking. We need to um, be, that uh, being vulnerable allows us to trust this person in front of us. And so I think a lot of times we, have these leaders who present one thing and then they have something else going on because you know either uh, society has you know these ulterior motives or they have their individualistic thinking that they want to achieve. So for me um, I think if we can create education for one um, to educate the culture that we are valued, we are important, and show each other that we appreciate each other. And then we can start being vulnerable to say, like, I really appreciate what you said, and we don't have a problem big upping or, what do you call it, giving props to other people that look like us and, you know, buying black or doing whatever we can to support the culture. I don't think that would be a problem. Um, right now, one— in order for vulnerability to happen, a safe space needs to be created. And right now we just don't have that because either we're looking through situations through our own wounding and not doing our own healing or two, once we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, it proves to be a non-safe situation. So now it's like the hurt keeps going back and forth and we're passing this um, trauma injury to each other as opposed to like stopping healing our own and then moving forward to heal others or encouraging others to do their own healing so we all can have a a safe space to be vulnerable and to share and to improve together
1: right right and all and all that made perfect sense and i like the fact that you know you gave the example of the two lenses and how you experience your world and your experience is going to have a definite impact on how you're going to be when it comes to being vulnerable are allowing someone to know you and experience you in in a safe space because at the end of the day when it comes to relationship building safety is paramount right it's it's if I don't feel safe you're going to tell because I'm going to step back into masculine type of energy and we hear that so many times from from males, from men, sorry, Daryl, that she's too masculine, she's too masculine, nah, nah, nah. But here's the deal. We don't want to be, we don't want to be masculine. We want to be vulnerable and be able to be soft and all the stuff that people think of with feminine energy. But if we're in a space that we don't feel safe, then we're going to have that armor up because it's protection of that femininity. And, like, for me, I've worked so hard at that very special part of me. I'm going to protect it. I'm going to protect it. So if I feel a threat, I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, "Um, here's my underbelly. Here's all my secrets. And just hope, hope you don't use it against me. So it's such a complex question, right? So we're talking about, you know, what are some ways people can get comfortable with vulnerability? Daryl said education. Um, Nicole said do the work to heal, um, looking at things differently. I think my answer would be kind of a mix. You, you, you have to educate yourself on, A, yourself. You have to know yourself so you know where your your blind spots are, where your fears are, where all these areas are that can cause to not feel safe with somebody but then not just assume everybody that you meet is a potential mate because they're not and i've been you know i have worked with so many people where they'll jump from one relationship to the another just because they don't want to be alone but what they're doing is just building up i don't want to use the word karma they're just building up all of these experiences that don't work out right and now you have a whole distorted view of what relationships are. So I would say, again, what Daryl said, educate yourself. What Nicole said, heal. But for me also, get to know who you are. Like, who are you? And a lot of people have problems answering that. They answer with a title or they answer with who they are to other people. They very seldom answer who they are at their core because they haven't done the work to find out. So definitely... All of those make perfect sense to me, and it kind of leads us into the next question of how do how does vulnerability vulnerability look in healthy relationships? So I'm gonna throw it back to Daryl so he won't take any of Nicole's answers. <laughs> 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 so when you're looking at a healthy relationship, what are some behaviors? What does that look like? If you could kind of just give us an image of vulnerability in that,
0: um, so I would I would probably probably say that would be some one of the most purest examples of vulnerability. You know, if you have that in a relationship, I think it would be peace. You know, uh, great interaction between the two individuals, um, cooperation. You know, between the two individuals. Uh, so you lessen you lessen the bumps uh, that will come along, and you lessen the problems that will come along if there is a um, level of vulnerability that is there in the relationship. You know, sometimes we do have a tendency to hide certain things, uh, you know, from our mate for whatever reason uh, that we do it. Uh, but then when a serious um, situation comes along, and the thing that you hid. kind of aligns with the situation that came along with a circumstance. It only, uh, intensifies the situation because you hid that again, for whatever reason. And it might, it might've been something that could have been, you know, worked out or talked out. Um, and there was really no need to actually hide it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I would say, what it would look like if I were to see like an example of it, you know, you would actually see, you know, there would be a form of bliss. There would be a form of peace, uh, camaraderie, um, you know, um, you know, just being able to navigate that space uh, and lessen lessen the bumps in the road uh, when they do come.
1: And kind of just to kind of go and unpackage what you said a few minutes ago about not sharing that with your mate, right? Something that you don't share with your mate. Wouldn't that signify if you are with somebody that you don't feel comfortable, that you don't feel safe enough to have those conversations? Would you not, say that could be identifying another issue that's going
0: on? Not not necessarily. Not necessarily. Let me put it. Let me put it to you like this. Uh, have you ever noticed children that when they, if they're going to do something bad, we all have this in us. If they're going to do something bad, they go they go off somewhere else and they do it. They don't never do it in front of you. Like like we all have an, an inherent. Uh, thing in us that says we know if we're doing something wrong, we're doing something right. I, right. sir, am an angel. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm. You got your wings. I'm not. <laughs> go, go right <laughs> I'm ahead. Joking, I'm not. I'm, it, it. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not challenging it, but but it may be one of those things that not necessarily has anything to do with uh, the safe space. It may be due to the decision that you're going to make that is only pertaining to you and not you, not the both of you. Like that's when, the, that's when that thing comes in where you say, well, I'm, I'm individualistic at this point and I'm not looking at the team. I made a unilateral, unilateral decision to do something on my own, right? Uh, and then I know how my mate is going to react if I did that thing. So it's not necessarily saying that the, 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 you know, that a safe space is not there. It's just that you have unilaterally made a decision Darryl. without consulting with your other mate that could be problematic, which is one of the reasons why you probably hit it. Daryl. Yes, that's, ma'am.
1: That's um, Daryl. So you know, what, what you're saying is what I'm hearing is. My, my cash app is, is open.
0: Is open. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm making a decision on my own, but I know it's going to piss you off. So I'm going to be quiet about it and hide it. So technically, it's not a just a you decision because it's going to impact the team. If we're together as a team and I'm like, if I go do this, Daryl's going to be pissed. So let me go hide it. That's a team decision, though. Even though it's indirectly something that's going to impact you, I'm not telling you about it, but I know I'm in the wrong because I'm hiding it. You know what I'm saying? That, am I off?
0: That's an individual decision.
1: But it's impacting us as a couple.
0: It is right? impacting us as a couple. But that is an individual situ- uh, 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 situation.
1: So wouldn't that tell me that mm, if I'm doing something that it's not, I know is going safe, to hurt them, it's, not, it's, it's not a it's safe. still
0: not saying that that's a safe space. It's still not saying that it's because it's a safe space. It's because you know that you are doing something that is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's accountability. I mean, that's you, all, that's give all me is.
1: an example of what that is. Because cheating. Cheating can be like, I know this going to piss her off if I go and smash this chick. So let me go hide it. But that's impacting the couple.
0: Well, I wouldn't necessarily think about thinking about cheating, but let's 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 just say, you know, we say something about uh, spending money that, um, you know, we, we have a, we make a conscious decision that we're going to talk about how we spend our money and then somebody goes and spend the money. And didn't tell anybody what they spent it on, or when they spent it, or anything like that. So you just kind of hide it away. So yes, it's going to impact the, it's going to impact the couple, but at, at the same time, and that was an individual decision. Right.
1: Okay. I can see that. So in, in your answer, being a vulnerable, healthy vulnerability in the relationship provides safety to where I can go tell you, you know what, Daryl, I work for this money. I know we talked about it, but this is my money and I'ma spend it. Is that kind of like I feel safe enough to have that conversation with you? you should is that...
0: be able to, yeah, you should be able to safe feel safe enough to have that conversation, whether or not if the so 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 the thing about it is is that if we're gonna be in a relationship, there has to be agreement first and, first and foremost. We gotta have agreement. That's the first thing. If there's no agreement, there's no relationship.
2: Ooh.
0: No agreement, no, no relationship. Okay. So, so, so. In, in that yes you, we should be vulnerable enough to talk about that type of thing so yes if you feel like okay well i've made a certain amount of money and i feel like i want to go ahead and you know and, and 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 spend that but again we have a collective uh budget we have a collective um uh um uh, pool that we're that we're pulling from right and if mm-hmm. we do a certain thing that's going to impact the the, the 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 unit or the team then yeah i mean that's something i think that You should think about, but here's the, here's the thing, like, like sister said earlier, you know, talking about individualism, there's hyper individualism, like sometimes people can even be in a relationship and still be so separate from everything, which at that point, that doesn't say that you're in a relationship. You're just cohabiting oh, oh, with somebody.
1: Feel, I feel attacked right
0: now. <laughs> it, that just that just means it, 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 Hey, it happens. That just means you're you're really cohabit- cohabitating with somebody. You're not in in a relationship. You're just cohabitating with somebody. You're there to pay bills and whatnot, but you're not really trying to build anything. Which a lot right. of times, which is why a lot of relationships end up falling because uh you know I'm doing me, you do you, right? It's it that's not a that's not a full-on relationship. That, that has nothing to do with being in a, in a relationship. Full-on relationship is when both of you can communicate and communicate and argue in a way that is not going to be traumatic to the relationship. Talking about the thing, let me, let me put it this way. I, I've, I've, I've dated women, and women, uh, the women I've dated have always felt like they've all, they have to know what's going on, right? That makes them feel secure. They have to know what's going on. Well, don't you think the same, the same thing uh, is, is with a man? Like, we would like, we would want to know what the hell is going on, too, because if, if I'm in a space where I'm here to try to protect you and try to provide for you, right, I think I have a right to know what's going on. So I don't think you should have, you should be able to go out and just make, you know, a, a, a decision that's going to affect us, even right. though you feel like that's the best decision for you. But we're in this together.
2: So at that point,
0: when you do that, then you are, you're an individual. You're not, you're you're not in a relationship. So therefore then, you know, if you, if you do that, then there should be some consequences, you know, behind that, there should, there should be something that that, that lets you know that maybe that wasn't the best decision to make as an individual. Right. If that makes sense.
1: It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And I'm going to pull Nicole in the same question, Nicole, for you, what does vulnerability look like in relationships? And I'm pretty sure, like, you can probably copy off of Daryl's paper because he sh- he gave us a whole lot. Do you have any additional elements that, to you, what it would look like if you saw a couple and they got it right, they're they're doing it right? What would that look like for you or to you?
2: For me, it goes back to the safety and communication Um from the beginning to be able to say, you know, I have feelings for you. I like you. I'd like to move forward in this relationship. I'd like to get to know you more. Those types of things are like signs of vulnerability. And then when they both get on the same page, um, the communication just flows easy and they trust each other and they communicate openly. There's no, you know, hidden agendas or, you know, secrets or, ways to strategically share information. You know, there's no, what do you call it? Like backstory. There's no behind the scenes. Their relationship is their relationship and they're completely open and honest with each other. That's what I would see in a, in a relationship that, that encompasses vulnerability.
1: Awesome. And I think for me, when I feel that a couple's getting it right, and I know I, I might've come across as negative and that that's not the intent. I just like to play devil's advocate as well. But I have seen couples who get it right. And I mean, I've even been in a connection where it was right. Other things weren't. <laughs> but that far was. <laughs> 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 ah. So yeah, it, it's just being able to Just some examples, some behaviors, right? Come home, you had a crap day, and I know he has my back. I know I can sit down, tell him anything, and he's going to listen and be receptive. I know that when he's having an off day, he can come to me, and I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there at 100%. I'm going to get off the phone. I'm going to turn the phone off, put my computer aside, and just be available, be present. And that's something a lot of people don't get it like being present is not just being in the same room sharing space with somebody is not just being co-located you know what i'm saying it's i'm here to hear what you have to say i don't care how scary it is i don't care how how concerning it is that's what i'm here for if i'm your partner if i'm your life mate that is one of the things i'm signing up to do right but also be there when he wakes up with a nightmare you know and he's able to talk to you about it. Be there when he got pulled over from by the cops today and he, he's carrying that heavy burden with him. He needs to have somebody to download that information to and knows that he's not going to be judged. Be there when this person, this man sheds a tear for whatever reason and knows I'm not looking at him as a weak person. But some of the strongest individuals I know who says you are safe enough for me to do this in front of. Right. So that's what to me, vulnerability looks like when we get it right. Now, is that the only thing in a healthy relationship? No, there's other things you have to have in a relationship for it to be healthy, but vulnerability to me, now that I have done my growth and learning, that's a foundational piece. You know, there's other things you need, but if you're not vulnerable with your mate, then what, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, If I'm with somebody I don't feel safe with, maybe I shouldn't be with that person. Because what I've heard from both of you is the word safety. And there has to be an element of safety in you feeling safe with this individual before you can do the vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. So... As we go to wrap this up, is there any particular last thing you would want to leave with the, with the listeners about people who might be struggling? Because, like I said, everybody's not going to hear the term vulnerability and say, yeah, I want some of that. So if you were talking to somebody, somebody who's a holdout, somebody who's like, oh, vulnerability, that's weak, blah, blah, blah. What is something that you would say to them to get them to look at it differently? So I'm going to start with Daryl, and then I'll finish it out with Nicole. Therapy. You can't just throw that out and stop. <laughs> <laughs> he's he a therapy and he's God.
0: You know. Boom. That, <laughs> that's it.
1: It's just straight therapy deuces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what else needs to be said? Because i listen, Listen, I'm not going to da- do that dance with you back, back and forth if you feel like that. The um, you know, the vulnerability piece is something that you just can't get with. I'm not gonna dance with you. I'm I'm really not. I mean, I think at that point, I think you should reach in your pocket, find your checkbook, your credit card, your debit card, or whatever, and seek some services. Uh, you know, that's that's an internal thing, and I think sometimes we spend too much time, you know, trying to have a conversation with people that are already blocked. You know, when somebody is blocked that's a, that's a hard thing to actually try to, um, get somebody from being, you know, and, 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 and that takes a lot when somebody's is, mm-hmm. there's people in my family like that right now, you know, and they are blocked. I'm talking about, they are, they are so blocked that they can go back and remember when they were two years old and tell you everything that somebody did something, you know, did negatively to them.
1: Wow.
0: They're blocked. Not to say that, not to say that it didn't happen, but it just, it's a piece that they're holding on to. Right. And whatever you say to them, they're not, they're not relinquishing anything that like I'm standing by this this is where I'm at. This is my safe space. I'm not doing it. So I think at that point you need to reach out to somebody and you need to reach out to a professional. Uh, You know, those are safe environments and then go and have that conversation with those people. That's, that's what I think that the therapy is, is the number one thing go and do that. And, you know, just, just, you know, begin to self-reflect and, you know and here's the thing too and i and i'll and I'll end on this one. The idea of perfection is an illusion right mm-hmm. it 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 is an illusion so so when people believe that there's nothing wrong with them, I run from them people right I get away from them because we all have faults and frailties, and you know we we all have things that we 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 struggle with. And when somebody tells me that there's nothing wrong with them, oh no, deuces! I'm out. I'm not dealing with you.
1: Have you met somebody? Have you ever met people like that? Yes. Have, re, wow, that is crazy. And they were serious.
0: Serious. It's a hard time. Holy
1: attack. no, that's crazy. Yeah, I would run to like, all right, you got some issues. So therapy, and and I agree, as you know, as a mental health person, I push that all the time. And therapy, in as the la- very last podcast we did about um mental health it's not as scary as some people make it out to be um finding what works for you is key therapy is not a cookie cutter experience you got to find what works for you and then you got to be consistent sometimes therapy is having a really good friend who calls you out on your stuff like nicole does for me (laughs) (laughs) so so lovingly michelle you know you're in the wrong with that
2: okay with love. so
1: yeah and yeah i know it's exhausting <laughs> but but throwing it back to you nicole like if somebody was listening right now and, and still saying you know what i'm not gonna be vulnerable with so-and-so because like i've been hurt before and i'm not gonna let it happen again what would you say
2: okay okay so when um I- I agree. Therapy is definitely uh, a step towards vulnerability as well as self-awareness. Vulnerability is that moment in a relationship or in a situation where you're questioning like, oh, I don't know if I should do this or I should do that in that moment question yourself, like, okay, I am questioning being vulnerable in this moment. Um, Is it something that that person did that doesn't allow me to be vulnerable? Or is it my past scars that's not allowing me to be vulnerable? And in that moment of Mm self-reflection, I think that's where you can see, like, ooh, either more work needs to be done on myself, or... This person has, you know, you can properly evaluate the other person's behaviors, words, et cetera, to say they have provided me a safe environment to move forward with vulnerability and sharing. I'm going to move forward and be vulnerable. So I think it's a a self-reflection in that moment of vulnerability, one. And then two, also practicing vulnerability in your day-to-day life. Not saying I'm going to go out and be vulnerable, but in moments of like at work when you know you're feeling anxious about a project, you can be open and say, "Hey guys, I'm feeling anxious about this project because of blah 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 blah." As opposed to like, "Yeah, I got it. You know, I know how to do everything, and I'm stone face." Be vulnerable. I'm ner- I'm nervous about this, but blah blah blah. And that allows the people to kind of see you, and you in essence are practicing being vulnerable. So the more practice that you get being vulnerable. You can recognize the moment of vulnerability, assess in that moment, and then move forward or not. That's absolutely perfect, and
1: <laughs> I'm copying off of both the uh, you and Daryl's page- papers today because therapy absolutely and like um, I'm not going to keep harping on it, but it it is super important and whatever that looks like for you, um, the key is making sure it's progressing. Like there's therapy isn't therapy if it's not helping. You can say you're going to talk to a therapist all day, but if there's no forward progression, it's not therapy. It's not working. And then what Nicole said about taking opportunities to be vulnerable in different areas of your life. Uh, And that's what really helped for me because I was very one, especially when work's concerned. I have an addiction to work. I'm very upfront about that and just because i learned i learned recently just because you can do something doesn't mean you should and i've always Mm -hmm. been the person who is the go-to for everything well michelle can do it and my answer is always i got it i got you i got it i got you i got it no matter what i was feeling internally the key is somebody came to me because they trust me on my opinion or my abilities i'm going to do it because i can and ignore the fact that i might not be too sure about this or. I have so much on my plate right now. I really can't give this the attention I need in having that vulnerable conversation out of fear of letting somebody else down. So, knowing yourself and what you can and cannot do is also key. If you can't be fully present and available for somebody, don't allow them to share themselves with you if you know you can't receive them. You know, there there has to be some self-accountability as well. When you want somebody to be vulnerable with you, are you able to receive somebody's vulnerability? And that's something that we have to ask ourselves as well. So as we wrap up this episode, I'm going to pass Daryl the mic so he can let everyone know where to find him and what amazing things he has coming up and how to get all involved in that. So, Daryl, go ahead and let everybody know.
0: Hey, thank you again. Uh <laughs> But uh yeah, this has been this has been a, a really nice um conversation. I've learned a lot um just listening and I'm gonna put, you know, a lot of it in my uh in my to go bag <laughs> and pull it out when needed, you know, and I'll study it myself. Try to incorporate a lot of these things that, you know, that's been said today in my day to day um uh living. But uh, my name is Daryl. Uh, like I said earlier uh, in the um, in the podcast, it's uh, Mr. Black Ovation. And I host and run the All Things Black podcast. Uh, you can pick that up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, uh, Google Podcasts, just about all the streaming platforms. And like I said, uh, I typically, or my goal is, is to help tell black stories and um, life experiences through the art of podcasting. So predominantly my guests are black and, um, you know, I just want to try my best to try to provide a a safe space for them to come on and talk about the things that they are interested in, or maybe some products or services that they have. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. And uh, a project that I do have coming up is uh, my podcast audio training, uh, which will be my first time doing anything like that, um, on, um, zoom or whatever, um, application i'm going to use but it's really about trying to help people to get better audio quality into their podcast so that's what i got coming up so stay tuned
1: yeah we're super i'm super excited about that personally but i know other other uh podcasters will be as well um because a lot of it comes you know the authentic experience of listening to spoken word has a lot to do with how clear the sound is so I'm ecstatic. And I can't wait for that to happen. And Nicole, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know how they can get in contact with you and and what they can learn from you.
2: (laughs) Okay. Hello, everybody, again. Um, I truly can see the value in vulnerability and how it um, enriches the relationships and communications and life in general. And so that is one of the areas that I uh, want to help with um, men and women, but I can recognize that there is a need when it comes to men um, and tapping into vulnerability and being safe and vulnerability. So that's kind of where my focus has been. Um, you can, of course, find me on the Looking Glass um, Instagram and on the podcast. So it's a little bit about me.
1: Awesome. Thank you both for being so transparent and vulnerable being vulnerable with us
2: today. <laughs>
1: See what I did there. Um, I really love the conversation. I did learn a lot about this this term that I'm that used to be a bad word for me, but I'm cool with it now. You know, I'm not gonna wear a shirt that's screaming vulnerability. But I know it's important. Um And I think, you know, the programming and everything that we talked about does have a large, large piece in how this term is viewed. But I think a lot of people are doing it. They're just calling it something else. They might not just be calling it vulnerability. Hmm. They might be saying, you know, I got you. Or, you know, when they check in with somebody, how are you doing today? And that person feels safe enough to share. That's being vulnerable, guys. So if you are doing that, you're on the right track. So that's a good thing. So absolutely keep us on your subscribe list. Keep checking us out. We have much more content coming down the pipe. You can find us on Instagram at Through the Looking Glass Podcast, on YouTube, Relationships Through the Looking Glass, and check out our playlist. Everybody knows I'm a huge music fan, so the, the Rabbit Hole playlist, which is on Apple Music and Spotify, and basically the songs on there are attached to the topics that we discuss. So just another way you guys can connect with us in that realm as well. So again, thank you, Daryl, Mr. Black Ovation, and Nicole for participating today. And you guys take care. And All I right. love to Thank you. Soon. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're looking for more of us or to check out some additional content, make sure you visit our Instagram at The Looking Glass Podcast or visit our YouTube at Relationships to The Looking Glass. And if you like tunes and music, we also have playlists set up on Apple Music and Spotify under the Rabbit Hole playlist. Take care. Be well. Speak with you soon.